Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters Podcast. Your host is Caleb. Guys, what a great game we got to witness last night. Cincinnati really made a game of it, even though so many people were really counting them out. Talking about blowout by the Rams. The Rams did not look good most of this game. But that defense, man, they held in there for them. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we got so much to talk about about that Super Bowl game, including that halftime show. But first things first, we want, I want to jump into some, some monster news that we got this week. A couple quarterbacks. All right. Kyler Murray, obviously, we talked about this briefly last week. You know, unfollowing all the Cardinals stuff and following teammates, all this kind of jazz. This is the new way to do things now. No longer do these athletes just go and tell their bosses, hey, I don't want to be here. They just unfollow on social media, and that's the statement. Um, I think that's completely ridiculous, Kyler. As much as I love you, I've got your jersey. I mean, I would draft you every year in my fantasy team. Wish you were on my dynasty team, but dude, time to grow up a little bit. We've all been there. We all hate our employers at times. So man up and just tell them what you want. Like Russell Wilson did this crap last year, and you know, all this passive aggressive stuff's just kind of getting really annoying. Just tell them what you want, man. If you want out, get out. It's that easy. So now we're trying to figure out where he's going to go. Um, over the weekend, you know, there's been talks and, and rumors about Denver being a real possibility um, with the cap space that they do have. It, it, that is a very viable option, in my opinion. Uh, th- they could really make a play because we have to remember that he's still on his rookie deal, which means he's going to need a second contract coming up. So we're, you know, they're going to have to figure out uh, what that is going to look like. Um, you know, what, whatever team he goes to. So um, I, I think it would, it's, it's going to be very interesting wherever he goes, but Denver definitely is a good possibility, but one sneaky play sneaky. I'm saying very sneaky play because in my opinion, They've got a quarterback, but that's the Vikings. You know, they got Kirk Cousins up there. Kirk Cousins was just extended in January for a two-year extension to be able to create some cap room for the Vikings. Now, that cap room ended up only being able to, uh, I think it was like 10 mil or something like that that ended up freeing up, but even then, like you still extended your quarterback and he's not, look, Kirk Cousins is not the greatest, but he is, he's a fine quarterback. He's fine. That offense and Minnesota to me is really not the problem, but that defense needs more help. So even if you would have brought a Kyler Murray in, I, you know, I come on, but yeah, right now they're, you know, the, the Vikings are 29th in cap space. They're in the negatives. So I mean, it's going to be very hard for them. They would be looking at this as a, a, a maybe a year or two play and with not an extension because they, they probably can't afford it unless they figure out how to cut some more costs. But uh, yeah, it, it would be very difficult for them to to make a play on Kyler. But it did come out and I, I saw somebody drop it that the trade was like breaking news that it was going to happen. Then it got quickly pulled back. So when I see some of that stuff happening, 
that means it's it's kind of likely that you know it could happen. Hey, this wasn't supposed to drop. Go find that person. Get it to you know take it off. You know whatever they paid them to take it off. What you know whatever happened. But I usually take that as a sign that there's that's a solid contender for a player to go to. So watch out. The Vikings maybe might trade Kirk Cousins. Arizona's known for taking some veteran quarterbacks and doing really well. Obviously, Carson Palmer. You look at Kurt Warner. Uh, you know, so I mean they all I know is they can't go in with Colt McCoy and think they're gonna go back to a champion, you know, and, and win a division and be a contender. So they do need something a little bit more there. Other one we want to talk about. Russell Wilson um, and Deshaun Watson too, as I guess, but both of them have been linked to go to Tampa, which I find very intriguing. Russell Wilson, in my opinion, um, is being linked, you know, to the Eagles and the Giants as well. But I don't think those are going to really happen. But I do find it a little intriguing about Russell Wilson in Tampa. So we know what they just did with Tom Brady. Now, I'm not saying Russell Wilson is Tom Brady, but Russell Wilson's still fairly young and still very good. Um, he's a great passer. He's a great commander of of the football and field general where he can take an offense down. And they're already still poised to kind of win. Now, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with Chris Godwin. But they they got people, you know, <laughs> like they're ready now. And they're just going to be missing a quarterback with Tom Brady's retirement. So if they can figure out how to get Russell Wilson or even a Deshaun Watson down there, that's going to be very interesting as well. So Tampa can be making a pretty uh, a pretty big push in this uh, free agent market as well. Now looking at Tampa, uh, Tampa, believe it or not, with all of what they have done on that team, they're still positive in the cap space category. So we've got we've got let's see we've got two, four, six, eight, nine teams. And the negatives, and some of these, like the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Saints, are hefty, um, twenty mil and the whole or higher. Now, this is coming from Spot Track, but believe it or not, Tampa's still positive, so they can still make something work here if they wanted to figure out a way to get one of these quarterbacks over to them. So it could, it could definitely happen, and I do think that picks aren't as viable or valuable, I should say, as they used to be. I mean, obviously, with the Rams winning. You know, they, they haven't had a first round pick in years, so, and they still won't. <laughs> so, so, uh, I think teams are kind of making note of that. Um, but yeah, just want to say, uh, you know, it's going to be a very interesting off season. Um, so we'll, we'll keep you in the loop as much as we can when we get the, when we get the knowledge, um, of where people are going or what people are looking at. So, uh, stay tuned. Um, but let's jump in to that Super Bowl game. We That game was so awesome. I mean, words can't even describe how pumped I was going through that whole entire, just watching it with, I had my family over. Um, we did a, like a big Valentine's day party as well as a Super Bowl party. So it was, it was awesome and, and beautiful all at the same time. So it was really cool to be able to have everybody over um, and just enjoy this Super Bowl. I, I think this was a great way to cap off what this playoff has been this year for the NFL. I mean, all of these games have been so good, so close. And when you really think about it, it's been a dogfight and either team is going to come out on top. A lot of it comes down to who is going to have the last, you know, the last, the last possession of the game. 
there was times in this game where I looked at the Rams and I'm like, dude, they're dominating. Then there was times in this game where I was looking at Cincinnati and I'm like, they're dominating. I mean, it was so crazy to me, um, you know, how everything went down. Now, real quick, before we get into all the good stuff, let's talk about some of the bad stuff, all right? Because it's not as much bad stuff that I really want to talk about as, um, as the good stuff. But with that being said, all right, yes, <clears throat> all you Rams fans, there was a blown, blatantly blown missed call for the Cincinnati Bengals on that face mask, okay? Yes, it was missed, okay? It was bad. That set up a basically a scoring touchdown right at the beginning of the second half. I don't care what you guys want to say. It was blatantly missed. It was so clear. I don't know how it was missed. Now, with that being said, that holding call, <laughs> all right? Now, let's jump down to the holding call. It was a hold. Should it have been called? I don't think so. They weren't really calling that throughout the rest of the game. They weren't. Um, I don't think that was the greatest time to do it, but it was a hold. So all in all, it doesn't matter. It was a hold. They decided to call it. Um, Would I have called that? No, I probably wouldn't have. Just due to the fact that if I was going to call it at that time, you should have been calling it more often throughout the game. So let's let's do that. It would, could have even been of a slight makeup call for missing that face mask. So one way or another, even if you negate both of those, the Rams don't score there, then the Bengals don't score that touchdown, guess what? Game still ends the same way. So it doesn't matter, all right? Whatever has happened, it's now over. Um, we need to stop thinking that these these refs and and these umpires and these you know all of these guys look if if you guys want to have robot refs, you are going to be so much more pissed off than you are now <laughs> because everything will be called and it will no longer be fun. Okay, so let's stop this thinking that it's always the refs issue and the refs fault for losing or the refs look. Each team had enough chances to win the game. And the team that won, that's just because they took their advantages when they could. Okay. They scored points when they were able to. The Bengals did not. Okay. Let's stop thinking that it's because of this blown call or that blown call. There was still plenty of other time in that game that either team still could have scored or lost that game. Now, with that being said, let's talk about the fun stuff. Matthew Stafford, surprisingly, man, did not really have a game that I thought he was going to have. He ended up throwing three touchdowns, a game-winning touchdown on the drive to Cooper Cup. Yes, that's great, but he threw two picks. One really wasn't his fault. I mean, this was after OBJ, unfortunately, tore his ACL and had to exit and couldn't play the rest of the game. And I hate saying this dude's name because I can never say that last name right, but Ben, whatever. I mean, he Saronic, I think is how you say it, but like it, I always say it wrong. So sorry, bro. But Ben Saronic, that, that was all on you. So that's one interception that he should have had back. Um, some of the play calling at times, I wasn't a fan. They really tried to hammer in this run game that just did not work. I mean, seriously, the rushing game, 43 yards total on the ground. That is garbage on 23 attempts. I mean, you know, the, that game, we knew that the Bengals front four, they can stop the run. They've been doing it all playoff long. Okay. So we knew that they had to come out and throw the football. The Rams did, and they kind of didn't. They really, they ran a lot. I remember talking with 
um, with my buddy James, who was here. And we're saying like run again, they run again, they run it. I mean, they needed to stop that run. They weren't doing much or do something slightly different. Um, you know, and then like reversal, just some screenplays. There wasn't even that many screens that they ran. And I'm just shocked. Um, wide receiver screens, tight end screens, uh, running back screens, nothing short, um, short passes, just slants, whatever. They weren't really doing a lot of that. And it was very surprising to me. Um, Cooper Cup still did have a great game. Eight receptions, 92 yards, two TDs. The big blow, I think, and I think if this wouldn't have happened, this game still would have ended a little bit differently, but still in the Rams' favor. But Odell Beckham, with two receptions, 52 yards, and a TD, I mean, he had a great opening series and ended up getting that touchdown, which was beautiful. What a pass by Matthew Stafford. But losing OBJ, you know, that changed the whole entire mindset of this offense. Van Jefferson did not step up. Um, at all. I like Bryson Hopkins game four receptions, 47 yards. That was great. Uh, but I mean, when you really needed somebody to step up the, in the, on this team, they didn't do it. You know, Van Jefferson did not do it. Um, four for 23 is just not great. I really think o- Odell Beckham getting hurt um, really, really kind of destroyed the momentum that they had because the whole second half, they just had nothing. Couldn't run the ball. They were struggling passing the ball. So the Bengals defense did a great job, in my opinion, of putting pressure on the quarterback, getting stops, um, having the two picks. So which shout out to Jesse Bates again, if I'm not mistaken. He had one of those interceptions. <laughs> he's just, I don't know how many, I think he's had like three or four on the in the playoffs. It's been incredible. Um, but now looking over at, you know, over on the Cincy side, I mean, Joe Burrow ended up only throwing for one touchdown. There was a lot of field goals in this game, um, but throwing for one touchdown, 263 yards. Uh, Joe Mixon ended up throwing a touchdown, which was a great play call. Loved it. Really threw the Rams defense for a loop. Um, you know, so those were your two passing touchdowns. No one scored on the ground. Everything scored in the air. T. Higgins, great game, man. Uh, four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Seriously, solid, solid game for T. Higgins, which was really cool because the, you know before the Super Bowl happened, there was a really cool moment with him and his mom. So just shouting, shouting out T. Higgins for that. Um, Jamar Chase still had a really good game, even though Jalen Ramsey was on him five for eighty nine. That is not bad. He made Jalen Ramsey look stupid a couple times. He really did. Um, uh, there was this out route that he ended up taking, like you know, Burrow threw it to the sideline, and Jamar Chase, dude literally like took just a step like hesitation, a hesitation step and then went to the football on the outside and Jalen Ramsey was just left in the dust. I mean, it was a great, great route by Jamar chase. Um, and again, him and burrow and even T Higgins, this, this is still going to be a special team, uh, moving forward. I, I do want to try and understand, uh, something here where I don't know what it was. But I felt like on the last few drives of the game, why was Samaji P. Ryan in the game? I I really want to understand that question. I, I don't know if it's just pass blocking ability, but Joe Mixon, 15 carries, 72 yards. He's also excellent in the passing game. Five receptions. He only had a yard, but still five receptions six targets. 
it was crazy to me that Samaji P. Ryan was in there. And if it was just for pass blocking, what's the point? I, I, don't, I don't see the point. He ended up having two carries for no yards. He got stuffed twice, a.k.a. Aaron Donald. I just, I don't understand what Zach Taylor was thinking um, at, at, in that moment. You need to have your best players on the field if you're trying to win a game. That's all I'm saying, okay? Uh, but overall, Cincinnati's defense looked really great. They kept them in. Both defenses played very well. The reason that I think the Rams ended up winning, though, is just because Aaron Donald and that defensive front was just all over Joe Burrow. You know, if, if Zach Taylor, if he ends up getting his contract extension, which I think he is going to get, the thing that this team needs to realize is they need to bolster that offensive line. Joe Burrow cannot be taking seven and eight sacks every single playoff game and expecting to win a Super Bowl. Now, they kept this very close, but it's not because Joe Burrow played incredible. It's because that defense played really well, and Joe Burrow got enough done when he didn't get hit to get things taken care of. But seven sacks for 43 yards is not... Matthew Stafford had two sacks for 13. Two sacks for 13. That was it. Burrow, seven for 43. You got to fix that offensive line if you, if you want to win. You know, if you, if you want to win a championship, you want to win that Super Bowl, fix that offensive line. This team is going to be someone to reckon with again next year. Because in my opinion, you know, we talked earlier in the year, the Cincinnati Bengals were a very intriguing team. You know, James and I, we, we were talking about how we just liked watching them because you just never knew what was going to happen. It was a very, very fun team to watch. I did not anticipate them making the Super Bowl, but they played very well throughout the playoffs. Here they are moving forward. They fixed that offensive line. This is a dangerous team. You got to keep your franchise quarterback upright. This is a dangerous team. Now, last but not least, Super Bowl MVP. All right. Everybody's kind of knocking, you know, oh, Cooper Cup got it, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing, guys. I think it could have gone to either one of these players. Okay. Aaron Donald was an MVP in that game. He's half, he's literally half the reason why the Rams won. The other half is Cooper Cup. <laughs> so I don't think you can sit there and say that Cooper Cup did not deserve this. There was plays in this game on third down, the two touchdowns that he scored. He was constantly open when he needed to be and made plays. I mean, he, there was a play where, again, just a little downfield, got a pass, ran it for 20 yards after the catch. That's what Cooper Cup does, okay? He constantly was doing that throughout the whole entire game. And even on that last and final drive, when the whole entire world, seriously, the whole entire world knew where that football was going, OBJ's gone. Tyler Higby's not playing. Blanton wasn't playing. It was going to Cooper Cup. We know this. What happened? He won his route. He scored a touchdown. Cooper Cup wins MVP. I'm not upset about it. I'm not. But if it was up to me, I do think that the reason they were able to even be in that situation to begin with was because of Aaron Donald. That would have been my vote. I would have given it to Aaron Donald. I think it would have been a great way to cap his whole entire career. Super Bowl win, Super Bowl MVP. Um, you know, even after the game, there was talks a little bit. It sounded like, you know, hinting to maybe he would retire because of the greatest moment. This guy has literally been electrifying since he has entered the league on a team that's not always been great, but he's made that defense what it is. 
He's made that defense and to bring players in that want to be on that defense. It's all because of Aaron Donald. Same reason why Aaron Rodgers was saying, no one wants to come to Green Bay except to play with me. No one wants to play on that defense unless you want to play with Aaron Donald. Because Aaron Donald's going to make you look that much better. Game in and game out. So I think it would have been awesome. It didn't happen. Not a big deal. I still think Aaron Donald is arguably one of the best defensive players. Don't give me this TJ Watt crap. It's Aaron Donald. All right. Aaron Donald is one of the best defensive players to ever play the game of football. Seriously, he's a rock star. I'm so happy for him and Matthew Stafford to be able to get that Super Bowl ring. They both are deserving. And just congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. Even though I'm from St. Louis, can't stand Stan Kroenke whatsoever. But congratulations to the Rams and those players for their championship win. Let me know. Let me know your guys' thoughts. What was something interesting about this game? What was something that was not surprising about this game? I think there's moments that everybody, when you were watching this football game, that was surprising and not surprising. Or are you upset? Were you wanting the Bengals to win? I know there was a bunch of Bengals fans here in St. Louis, obviously, because we hate Stan Kroenke. But let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Don't forget, check out Great Wave Recording. Talk to Josh Dittner. Get your music out there. If you're looking for somebody to help you get your music out there and great place to go record that music. He is a mix engineer. He's a master at what he does. Chat with Josh Dittner. Let him know Caleb from the Fantasy Monsters podcast sent you. He'll take care of you. Last but not least, also check out Generate Health at www.generatehealth.org. Sorry, generatehealthstl.org. And you can see what Generate Health is up to. They have an amazing plan for this year moving forward. You can also go on their website. You can put some donations out there under the Fantasy Monsters podcast. Again, they're an amazing organization here in St. Louis that is trying to be able to bridge the gap of racial equity in our region for black mothers and black babies just to be able to be healthier as a whole. So thank you to Generate Health for what they are doing in this St. Louis region. Guys, and thanks again for all of you listeners spending some time chatting Super Bowl with Caleb here from the Fantasy Monsters podcast. We will be taking a break. We're going to be doing some deep dives for your guys' rookies leading up to the NFL draft. We will be back with you in about a month. So we are going to be, again, doing some deep dives for these rookies coming in. So for your rookie drafts and then coming into the uh, your fantasy leagues for next year. So keep an eye out. We'll put, post some stuff on social media. You can find us at the Football Monsters podcast on all of our social media platforms. Come follow us. Come ask us questions. Come hang out with us. We will be keeping that up to date, even though the podcast is not currently uh, being recorded but come hang out with us anyways we love all of you guys you can check out the fantasymonsters.com where you can find all of our merchandise and our sponsors page but thanks to guys again for coming to hang out with me and i hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll chat soon you can hold me back yeah i'm coming for you i'm not here on you no i'm just telling you the facts oh these chains can keep me down I can be rude, in the mood, I can be rotten I can be cool, man, I can fool, but never forgotten Keeping in the dark, waiting for you